0: Hello, I'm Ray. Welcome to another podcast episode. First of all, the weather. It's uh, where I watch the time. It's quarter to seven. How about that? Quarter to seven, Thursday morning, 15th of July. No, June, nearly said July, 2023. Let's get that right. <laughs> I know what the date is and the month. Well, you yeah, just about know what the month is. 12 degrees centigrade, which is 54 Fahrenheit. Lovely time of day this is in the summer. Absolutely wonderful. Seventy-three per cent humidity, ten eighteen on the barometer, and the flag is doing nothing. It's just hanging there. Oh hang on a minute. No. No, it's moving. It's sort of moving between east and west. So I don't know, little whirlpool round the flag, not doing anything. Absolutely beautiful time of day. I've been out in the garden. We fed the tortoise, well Trish fed the tortoise. I fed the squirrels, the birds. Everything's, oh, I'll tell you what has happened. We've got loads of sparrows. Amongst others, we've got starlings and all sorts out there. The sparrows, I have discovered, the sparrows like eating beetroot leaves. Now, I've just planted some more out. I've grown from seed. I've planted them out. And the sparrows are picking the leaves to bits. I've had to put netting all over them. Apparently, sparrows like beetroot. So I might put a whole one out there for them. That might keep them away from the leaves, but they are, they're, they're shredding the leaves. <laughs> I, I love all the birds, but they can be a bit of a nuisance. The squirrels dig holes in the lawn and bury the monkey nuts, you know, the peanuts that I put out for them. The sparrows eat uh, the beetroot leaves. The pigeons eat anything, anything in sight, they'll eat it. <laughs> the magpies are loud they eat anything. The seagull comes down anyway, that's enough of that. It's lovely to sit there and watch them all. I grew some night scented stock from seed and it's all come up, it's flowering and it's fantastic at night, honestly. I've moved it up under the patio roof and at night, well, until we go to sleep, I leave the back door open and it wafts in and fills the house with this lovely fragrance, wafts up the stairs into our bedroom absolutely amazing every year I always think I must grow more but I always seem to forget I I need to get a lot of pots more of these sort of long troughs and absolutely fill them with night scented stock I discovered I don't know whether I told you before the reason that it smells beautiful at night there's nothing in the day the flowers don't smell of anything in the day it's to attract moths apparently So that's an interesting little snippet of information, isn't it? You like that, don't you? No, I don't. (laughs) Talking of moths and insects, I watched uh, Spring Watch last night, Chris Packham, Michaela Streckham, and uh, Meg. Is it Meg? Yeah, and oh, I can't remember all the names. And they were talking about the decline in insects. I've mentioned this before, haven't I? In the old days, in the 60s, the 70s, you drive along in your car at night, in the headlights... Swarms and swarms of insects all coming towards you, and the next day your windscreens splattered, your headlamps are splattered with with dead insects. you don 't see any of them anymore; you just don 't see them. In fact, people were contacting spring watch and saying, "We haven't got any birds in the garden at all we 've got no insects. We are lucky to have a huge flock of sparrows, starlings we've got blue tits, great tits we 've got quite a, a good selection." unfortunately we found a dead sparrow the other day in the pond how he got in there i don't know there was a cat in the garden that i shooed away but the sparrow didn't seem to be mauled at all he was just in the pond he may have got his feet tangled up in the weed because they do go in there for a drink and a bath and i've got rocks there for them to stand on but this one was in the weeds, so i don't know possibly he got tangled up and drowned which is a shame email from duncan hello duncan you know i was talking uh on the midweek message last wednesday about the news flashes and the weather reports and stuff duncan has said i'm sure you've got this wrong <laughs> duncan he says you can please some of the people some of the time but not all of the people all the time isn't it duncan i think that's wrong isn't it you can please some of the people all the time and all of the people <laughs> some of the time you're getting me confused now Yes, it's some of the people all of the time and all of the people some of the time or something. Anyway, I know what you mean, Duncan. Yes, I know what you're getting. (laughs) I know what you're getting at. Good fun. Now, Evelyn. Oh, good fun. Talking of fun. Evelyn, this was your idea. Fun. We're going to talk about fun this week. Well, I am. You're going to have a listen and you're going to email me and agree or disagree. at protonmail.com raise rants, or one word, at protonmail.com. Oh, just before we talk about fun, something else I get mixed up with is, it's far, no, few and far between, isn't it? Few and far between. I I always say far and few between. And Trish corrects me. She says, no, it's not far and few, but it's few. Oh, I can't be bothered with it. <laughs> I get things wrong. Her uncle, no, her granddad was funny um, you know, bifocals, he called those, what was it? what did he call those? Fibocals, I think, Fibocals. friend of mine used to call cassettes, castanets. He'd talk about his castanet tape recorder. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, fun. In the old days, we had fun, didn't we, Evelyn? Well, not you and me, I mean people in general, not... <laughs> we had fun, it was good fun. Has the fun gone? Now, since I mentioned this on Wednesday... Uh, a few emails have come in about that. People saying the comedians aren't funny anymore. Well, I that's what I said Wednesday. I don't find them funny. It might be just me. I know that humour is a very individual thing, isn't it? Tommy Cooper, bit like Marmite. You love him or you hate him. John Cleese, 40 Towers. I love it. Other people can't stand it. Charlie Chaplin, to me, doesn't make me laugh at all. I just don't understand Charlie Chaplin. Other people say he is the the king of uh, comedy. Fantastic. Lauren Hardy. I love Lauren Hardy, the slapstick comedy. Trish can't stand them. She doesn't find it funny at all. She thinks it's stupid. I I don't know. There goes the car. Got the window open again. It really is lovely weather, isn't it? Did I tell you I had a headache last night? I got too hot. Far too hot in the garden. Heat affects me. Didn't used to when I was young. But these days, if I overheat in the garden or even in the house, I get a headache. Had the big window open all night. All the windows open all night in the bedroom. Closed in the day, of course, with the curtains closed. But at night, everything open. And the seagulls, honestly, the seagulls. Last night, two o'clock in the morning, I woke up. They're screaming. Up past three. And then again, it was up past four. Well, every time I woke up, the seagulls screaming. Don't they ever go to sleep? What is wrong with seagulls? For a start, the sea is a mile south of where we are, so I don't know what they're doing here. I tell them when, when they come in the garden and pinch the bread, I say, look, the sea's that way and it's full of fish. And they just look at me and say, as if I'm stupid. Well, we want bread, we don't want fish. Too much like hard work. There's also uh, on the seafront, people walking along eating chips and things and sandwiches. So the seagulls do go and pinch chips from people and stuff. Anyway, let's move on to this fun business. I mentioned on Wednesday about DJs, radio stations in the old days, the pirate ships, and how it was fun, the DJs were fun. Well, Derek has emailed and he says uh, he's, he must be as old as me. He remembers the pirate stations, the DJs, and he says they were fun. And he says to use that word, human. They were human, they weren't cardboard characters. I don't know what's happened quite with radio stations and DJs. Uh, Derek's in agreement with me that they just seem cardboard now. They, they're just like robots. Perhaps they are. Perhaps it's this AI stuff, is it? Artificial, inte- well, artificial, not intelligent, I would think, <laughs> with some of them. I probably shouldn't say that. But no, they're not like they used to be at all. I do agree with you. Well, you agree with me, Derek, and I agree with you. Several of you have commented about radio stations in the old days, mainly commercial stations and the Pirates, how they were more relaxed. Several words, you know, relaxed, they're not cardboard. They were human, they were real. They were fun, to use that word again. They were fun. And it was fun listening to them. Paul, hello Paul. Paul has said that his fun. He's, he's got children now and their fun is totally different to his fun back in the old days. His fun was climbing trees. Well, this is uh, this the same as me, uh, Paul. What's he written here? Climbing trees, going over the local woods, poking around in the pond that was over there, looking at birds' nests, looking at the eggs, not taking eggs, he hastens to add, and just generally having fun out and about in the woods, which was also, of course, physical exercise. And Paul says his kids... Now, you don't say how old they are, Paul, but uh, they don't go to the woods. They don't climb trees. Well, I suppose that's up to you, Paul, isn't it? You could take them to the woods. Although he does go on to say the woods now uh, that were near him are miles away. There's now a housing estate. So that's probably why. This is the trouble, isn't it? I used to enjoy a walk in the woods. That's when the woods were just down the road from me when I was a kid. Because now... The woods are a long way away, yes, we so we'd have to drive there, yes we could walk. But they're so far away, by the time we get to the woods I'd be worn out. Paul does say that his kids kick the ball around in the garden, which is some sort of exercise. Now there's a news flash, do I read that out or not? It's not an important one, so I won't. Children these days their lives are completely different. Uh, to our lives, the way they were when we were kids back in the 50s, the 60s. I don't think it's fair really to say, as some people do, oh, when I was a boy, I was climbing trees. Oh, kids today sit in front of the computer. They sit there on their phone. That is true, but they not all kids just sit there on their phone. Our grandchildren, they're always doing things. They um, their mum and dad take them up to the woods. They do this zip wire stuff, and uh, what's that in the in the forest? You can do, I forget what it's called. You know what I mean? Obstacle courses, and they they walk high up in the trees, don't they, on these rope walkways and things, and then whiz down zip wires. Plus, they've got bikes. They cycle around the woods, so it is all good fun. But not all the children do that, of course. And I, I might add, they they are all very slim. None of them are overweight at all. They're all slim. They're all healthy. And uh, is that because they they go to the woods and do all this exercise and stuff? It doesn't have to be the woods. It could be the beach. You can go down there swimming. Mind you, I wouldn't go to the beach swimming. Not uh, at the moment. There's all sorts of sewerage being pumped into the sea. Brighton Beach the other day, I saw something online. They're advising swimmers not to go into the sea at Brighton. I mean, that, that is a major seaside resort on the south coast of the UK. Apparently, there's sewerage being pumped in. I don't know. Well, the way they put it was, there's a, a, a large area of brown water. That's what they said. Well, we all know what they mean by that, don't we? Isn't that awful, though? That's dreadful. In this day and age, to have sewerage, raw sewage, pumped into the sea. And they can't say it's because we've had rain and the sewers are flooded, because we haven't had rain for weeks. Email from Jenny. Hello Jenny. She says she used to like the I Spy books. Do they still have those? I don't know. That's interesting, isn't it? I wonder whether they still have I Spy books. Ladybird books, won't they? Where well, you sit in the back of the car, you're off out for a picnic perhaps in the countryside, and you've got your I Spy book. It might be Spot Farm Animals. So you look in your book, you see a cow. Oh look, cross the cow off, there's a cow, and there's a sheep. and whatever else. It was good fun. It was good fun for the kids. I had I spy books. Trouble is, I never spied anything. I'd sit in the back of the car when we're going somewhere, and I couldn't see one item in the book. Perhaps I had the wrong book for the wrong place. Perhaps I was looking at my countryside book in the middle of a city. No, I wasn't. I I never crossed anything off. I couldn't find anything. I don't know why. Probably user error (laughs) on my part. User error. Gary. Nice to hear from you. That's the same name as our tortoise. You're not a tortoise, are you, Gary? (laughs) Anyway, what is it you say? Oh, editing, editing audio and podcasts and stuff. Um, Gary does a lot of this. I don't know whether you do it professionally, Gary, or whatever, but uh, he says, leave it as it is. Don't start fiddling with it. It's fine as it is. Okay. That's good news, Gary. Thank you for that. Uh, Mark is also a, a professional. Hello, Mark. And he has advised me on various bits and pieces. So thanks for that, Gary. I shall leave it as it is. I know you get the odd click between uh, clips that I've recorded. It's not seamless. I know that. But uh, several people don't mind that. Gary doesn't mind. (laughs) So uh, perhaps I ought to make it worse. I think I'll just carry on as I am. I might one of these days get a a better microphone. Although this microphone's pretty good. I might one day get a better one. The seagulls are off. Of course, back in the old days of radio, uh, yes, there was FM radio. That's That came out in, what, 56. So that was quite nice quality. But most people in the 50s had long wave and medium wave radios, the old AM radios. And the quality was, well, it was, it was all right for us. It was fine. But in hi-fi terms, it was dreadful, absolutely dreadful uh, on medium wave. There's no stereo, of course. It was AM, there were crackles, there were interference, and the, the kind of audio bandwidth was restricted, four and a half kilohertz. Uh, yeah, that's what it was on uh, here anyway in the UK. For, I think in America, didn't you have five kilowatts, uh kilowatts, goodness me, that's the transmitter, uh, five kilohertz bandwidth. Anyway, that was nothing. Then uh, FM came out and you're getting, I don't know what it was, was it 15 kilohertz audio spectrum or whatever it was more than that wasn't it i can't remember that's something else i won't bother to look up i've got so many things to look up now i'm not going to bother so yes back then listening to the radio little transistor radio it wasn't hi-fi at all so the quality really didn't matter i think that was part of the fun with the pirate ships you'd listen on your little transistor radio or your old valve you know the old wireless in the in the dining room or the kitchen And there were crackles and buzzing and interference and stuff. It made it all more, well, that word again, it made it real. It was real. It was happening then and there. And there was crackling and interference. (laughs) That's what made it fun. Do you remember when CDs first came out? Because in the old days, what did you do on a Sunday evening? Was it seven o'clock? Pick of the Pops would come on. And that was on BBC Radio 2 on VHF FM. So it was nice, good quality, decent quality. And all the teenagers, well, the ones I knew, we all had our reel-to-reel tape recorders and we'd record whichever records we wanted. So we didn't go out and buy the records. Now, this is bad. That was pirating, wasn't it? That was our equivalent then of what people do now. They download stuff. You don't have to go and buy it. You can download it for nothing. Although I think they are putting an end to that, aren't they? Then CDs came out. And I remember the hi-fi buff saying, oh, dreadful quality, because people say it's CD quality, meaning it's fantastic. Well, if you look at, uh, if you've got an audio program on your computer and you look at a CD, it is compressed. Uh, I was going to say something naughty then. It is way over compressed. It's, oh, it's just awful. It's just one block. The waveform is just one block. Whereas the old records... Yes, they they did a a bit of audio processing, but not the way they did with CDs. CDs, to me, sound awful. I hate it. It's just all horrible. Do you know the old 78 records? Do you know there was better bass in the old 78 records than there were in in the modern 33 RPM and 45 in the vinyl records? You know why? Because they whizzed round at 78 RPM, whereas the... The LPs were 33 and a third, weren't they? The singles were 45. And the bass, and I've proved this for myself, the bass on some of the old 78s, although they were scratchy, the bass was far better, far better quality. But of course, any, any radio station these days, they, they all use compression and all sorts of things. So it, it the music doesn't sound real. Well, not to, to me, to someone that's listened to the original records, uh, Many, many decades ago. Anyway, let's not go on about that. I don't like CDs. Does anyone use CDs anymore? We've got hundreds. It must be hundreds of CDs. We've got these racks. Well, they're mainly Trish's. Some are mine. And we never touch them. Trish never plays CDs. I think our our car's getting on a bit now. And that's got a CD player in that You know, slot on the front where you poke the CD. I don't think we've ever used it. We've had the car about six years. I don't think we've ever used it. Probably doesn't even work now. It's probably seized up. And of course, before that were the cassettes, weren't they? I've just got my old cassette recorder uh, by, out of the loft. It's a rather a nice one. And it actually had a tape in it. So I plugged it in and there's only one channel working. Uh, either the right or the left channel, I forget. One of them doesn't work. I had to look inside and it's too old i can't be bothered with it so that'll go not up to the tip i'll put it on free cycle someone else can play with that someone could have it for nothing and they can fiddle around with that they might even get it going it was okay when i put it in the loft so cassette tapes reel to reel tapes they were good fun i had loads of those on a shelf all in their boxes marked Jimi hendrix rolling stones that was good fun taking a tape down what do i listen to oh let's have some rolling stones and put on the seven inch tape and play that of course the records the albums the lps they had pictures on the covers didn't they and it was fantastic look at uh, dark side of the moon pink floyd with the prism and the light that is iconic isn't it everyone knows that album cover then the cds well they tried to have uh, covers on the cds that didn't work because they were small and now everything's downloaded, you've got no cover at all. Anyway, we're not talking about album covers, we're talking about quality and fun. One thing the pirate ships did, especially in America, the uh, AM stations in America, they used something called OptiMod. It's basically an audio processor because each station wanted to be louder or appeared to be louder than their rival stations. So this OptiMod thing would whack up the audio there goes another car it would whack up the audio and do some compression and stuff and of course listening on uh, an old transistor radio it didn't matter what they did <laughs> because it was pretty rough quality anyway but uh, that was all part of it again all good fun i remember people talking about optimod audio processors in the old days they were valves. they had tubes in valves how about that who's interested in audio processing No one. Right. That's enough of that. Then let's move on. Let's move on to some more fun. Carol. Hello, Carol. Carol says they had fun at school. Yes, I suppose. Well, no, we didn't. I was going to say, yes, I suppose we did. Most of the kids did in my school, but I didn't because I hated it. Anyway, we're not talking about me. We're talking about Carol. Carol says that she loved PE. She loved that. Netball. She loved that. She loved art. And the teachers, this is what her point is, she's going on to say, the teachers seem to have fun as well. They ensured that the children had fun, and in doing so, the teachers had fun. Well, that's nice, Carol. Again, you don't say how old you are. No one one says how old they are. I suppose that's to be expected. I don't care. I tell people I'm 72. Isn't it funny how some people don't want you to know? They don't want you to know their age. I've never understood that. Why not? What's the matter? I was born in 51. So, and, <laughs> does that, i uh, got a problem with that. Have you taken offence? <laughs> oh dear, no, stop it. Anyway, Carol, yes, good fun at school. And in the playtime, she says that they, they did swapsies with things. I remember that. I'd have some marbles or some cigarette cards and some other kid would have something I'd want. So we swap, we do swapsies. That was good. Does that sort of thing go on now? I suppose these day, these days they swap uh, different flavours of vape because uh, isn't that awful, this vaping? For children, I mean, it's fine if you're an adult and you want to do smoking or vaping, that's up to you. But the children, apparently children at school are doing this vaping thing. Did you hear that? That was my neck. Did you hear that? I don't know what's happened there. Perhaps I need to exercise my head a bit <laughs> instead of sitting here all day. No, I don't think vaping is good. It causes, from what I understand, ulcers in your mouth. And someone said it can cause mouth cancer or was it throat cancer or something? I don't know. Well, same as smoking. I mean, that's not good. I smoked, I think I've told you, I smoked for 42 years. Started when I was, uh, what, 15? And I went on for 42 years. Dreadful. I I was lucky. I was lucky. I seem to have got away with it. I'm okay. But a lot of people, of course, didn't get away with it. They weren't so lucky. But I do hate to see children smoking or vaping. When I say children, I'm talking about children sort of 12 onwards, I suppose, not below 12, although perhaps some of them do. I don't know. People have asked me as I was a teenager in the 60s, did I do drugs? No, I didn't. I tried a cannabis cigarette. We all did. I don't know anyone that didn't. I tried that. It was kind of okay, but that was the end of that. We tried it, and that was that. I know people talk about 60s, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It wasn't all like that. It might have been in in parts of London, I don't know, but it certainly wasn't here. So, yeah, we tried cigarettes at school, obviously, but not drugs. What was fun, do people still do this? Do you still go scrumping, climbing over a fence or a hedge, going through a hedge into an orchard and nicking the apples and the pears? Do people go scrumping? (laughs) That was good fun. I just wonder what children do for fun these days, apart from Mm. sit there with their phones and iPads and stuff like that. My first record player, I got that. I remember that, what was I, 12, I think, got my first record player, a couple of records with it, and a friend of mine down the road, his older brother, he had loads of records, so he gave me a, a pile of records to play, which was good. I remember sitting in my bedroom playing all these records. It was fantastic. Though that was fun. And going downtown with my sort of pocket money and uh, <laughs> buying records from Woolworths, because they were quite cheap in Woolworths. I think they were seven and sixpence in the old money, seven and six. And one of the first records I bought was Lucky Lips. Do you remember that? Awful. I don't know why I bought that. Lucky Lips are always smiling, whatever. Lucky Lips are never blue. <laughs> I don't know why I bought that. Another email here from Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Quite a few emails this week, actually, which is good. Sarah says that she had fun at school with the the teachers. They had fun as well in primary school. When you got to secondary school, she says the teachers weren't fun. Yeah, I agree with that, Sarah. Our teachers were not fun in the secondary school. There goes another car. I might have to shut this window. I don't know why all the traffic's so busy today. Our secondary school teachers, they were bored. They were as bored as we were. I think they were bored because they found us boring and we were bored because they were (laughs) bored. But Sarah says that her primary school days were good fun. Yes, I did like primary school. I did. So yeah, thanks for that, Sarah. That's that's interesting. That's exactly my experience. I think the teachers had more empathy with the little kids, you know, not empathy. That's the wrong word, isn't it? but they enjoyed teaching the little kids more than the the secondary school where the kids are into their teens and the children aren't interested anymore. They're looking out of the window. They're thinking of going out that evening. They're thinking of the weekend where they can go downtown and whatever. I think my early days at school weren't too bad. I hated this kindergarten. I told you, haven't I, before, when I went to this kindergarten thing, I was about three years old. I remember that. They put these third of a milk A third of a pint milk bottles. Do you remember those in the winter? They'd put them up under these wall heaters so you had warm milk. It was absolutely disgusting. I cannot stand warm milk. What are the birds doing out there? They must think it's three o'clock in the morning or something. They're all going mad. They normally do that, I've noticed, before a storm. So possibly we're going to have a thunderstorm. Now we do need some rain. The garden is drying up now really badly. Listen, to them, they're going mental. Oh, there goes a sparrow. He nearly flew in the open window. We had a sparrow the other day. He flew in the open uh, back door, the dining room door, the patio doors. He came in the dining room. Trish and I were sitting there and he flew in and we say, oh, hello. And then he flew out again. I think he just popped in. Not another car. He just popped in to say hello. It's quite funny. We've now got a fly in here buzzing all round me. Uh, this is the trouble is it, with the summer. I mean, I love the summer, but there are flies and all sorts. And Trish woke up this morning. She got a huge bite on her hand. No, I didn't do it. It was a mosquito. They normally bite me, but she had this big lump on her hand. There's definitely a mosquito around somewhere. They buzz, don't they? Zzz, like that buzz round your head when you're asleep and wake you up. Zzz, zzz. Of course, then you lay there worrying: Is he going to bite me? Has it gone? Zzz, there it goes again. <laughs> Anyway, so even the summer does have downsides to it. The garden dries up, the grass goes brown and you get bitten by mosquitoes and you get flies buzzing around your high-tech air-conditioned studio. I wish it was air-conditioned. 24 in here at the moment, centigrade, not too bad. Something else that was fun in the old days. Do you remember some mothers do have them with Michael Crawford and was it Michelle? Michelle de I can't remember her name. Uh, Frank Spencer and Betty. Oh, Betty, do you remember that? There was a program on last night. I think it was at least an hour long, all about Michael Crawford, because he did Phantom of the Opera, didn't he? But it was mainly about some mothers do have them. He did all his own stunts. It was brilliant to watch, and that was a real good fun program. It was that was proper sitcom back then. In fact, I've had a couple of emails about uh, sitcoms then and now. They were so much better then. The Good Life. Quite a few of you have mentioned that. I like The Good Life with Tom Good, Tom and Barbara Good, wasn't it? And uh, Penelope Keith. She played. Uh, was it next? Was it Margot? Margot, wasn't it? That's right. Margot next door. She was brilliant. All the old sitcoms were good. I think I like most of them back in the day, but uh, these days I just can't get on with them email from frank hello frank uh he's saying that uh, of course back then there weren't the restrictions there are now comedians back then could get away with a lot more than they do these days and he mentions Alf garnet till death us due part and all that sort of thing of course you wouldn't get away with any of that these days and frank's saying is that a good thing or a bad thing i think we need some middle ground Perhaps back then things did go a little bit too far, a little bit too close to the mark or over the mark. There's my neck again clicking. Whereas these days it's uh, so politically correct, it's not funny. We need somewhere in the middle, don't we? Frank also made an interesting comment, quite interesting. Frank actually, he says, did our parents, our grandparents going back, did they all say the same thing that we're saying now? Oh, back in my day, comedians were funny. They're not now. You know, back in my day, we listened to the radio, to the goon show, for example, and that was funny. And now these days, it's, I don't know. I see what you mean, Frank. That's a good point. Does every generation, as they get older, do they say, oh, well, when I was a boy, sorry, uh, or when I was a girl, though? No, Better be politically correct. When I was a young person, (laughs) when I was a small human, is that right? It's all Uh, Anyway, right. What else have I got here? I've got Australia written here. Oh, James said Australia. Hello. Nice to hear from you. He says, are you enjoying your summer? I am, James. I'm enjoying the summer very much, apart from Trish and the mosquito and the sparrows eating my beetroot leaves (laughs) and the flies in here. No, the fly is gone now. No, I love the summer, I really do. The winter in the UK seems to go on and on and on. It really does. So, of course, James, you're midwinter down there, aren't you? Down under. Listen, there's an aeroplane now. I still don't know where the dustmen are. Who was it mentioned, the dustmen, the other day? Where are the dustmen? I don't know. I don't even know which day they come now. I'm sure they used to wait until I started recording before they came and emptied our bins. We're still being threatened with uh, storm, torrential, rain, thunder, lightning, all sorts of stuff. Rob said, hello Rob, Australia. He said when he was living in Sydney, they had a fireball uh, storm, basically ball lightning. And this ball of kind of lightning, it's weird, isn't it? I love that sort of thing. It shot over the roof of their house and hit something. I've seen videos of ball lightning. It's uh, it's quite I don't understand what it is, but it is uh, quite frightening. It just drifts, doesn't it? Above the ground, it, it can just drift along, zapping things as it goes. I don't know. Now, there's a news flash. Now, do I read this to you or not? Oh, actually, I will. Hose pipe and sprinkler ban now in Kent. We are running out of water big time. It is serious now. I've been watering the garden. What we do is save, we've got a bowl in the kitchen sink. So if you wash your hands or just wash up a few bits and pieces without using the dishwasher, that water then we chuck on the lawn or the garden, the plants or whatever. So it saves running the hose pipe all the time. What I did many years ago when we had a water shortage here, I took a, a pipe. We've got a shower obviously in the bathroom, got the shower and the drain pipe from the shower goes down outside the back of the house. What I did, I diverted that <laughs> into a water butt. So we had a water butt of soapy sort of soapy old shower water. But the thing is, the plants didn't mind that. And I'd empty it onto the lawn. So it, it, everything was nice. It was really good. Everything was rosy in the garden. But uh, I don't have that water butt anymore. So we save any bits of water uh, in the kitchen sink in the bowl. It's surprising, isn't it? If you want some hot water... You run the tap and it's cold, 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 eventually warm, and then it's hot. And what we do, again, save that cold water that we're just running and wasting. Save that, either as drinking water or for the plants. So, yeah, thanks for that, Rob. And thanks for all your other emails. I do try to get round to answering them all. I think some I might have missed. I'm getting a bit busy, to be honest, with emails. And some of the more lengthy ones, it does take me a while to get round to. Anyway, yes, we have no rain at all. I think the last rain we had was when we were in the Isle of Wight. That was the beginning, was it 7th of May or something we went there? No rain since. So it is getting a little bit serious now. I don't remember water shortages in the 50s and 60s, either because I was young and wasn't bothered. I don't think teenagers were too bothered back then, whether we had water or not, as long as the pub was open and (laughs) had beer. Mind you, beer's made from water, isn't it? It's part of it. But I don't remember hose pipe bands and things like that. I might be wrong. Perhaps someone will put me right. No doubt, one of you will put me right. But I do remember the old hose pipes. They were hard plastic type things, and they would, they would kink and split, and they were awful. Uh, in comparison, you know, with the nice one, hoses we got now, the reinforced type hoses. They're rather nice. Donald, hello to you. Nice to hear from you. Donald says he's 18 years old. Excellent. You've got your whole life ahead of you, Donald, unlike me. Let's hope it's got a good life. Um, Donald says, was there pollution in your day? With As we didn't have so many cars. Good question, Donald. Yes, there was from coal fires. Everyone in the 50s, everyone had a coal fire, at least one lounge, perhaps two dining room in the kitchen, a boiler used to be the old grey boiler standing in the corner of the kitchen with the grey flue going up through the ceiling or out of the wall or wherever it went. That took, was it coke or anthracite? Then you'd have coal in the open fire in the lounge and dining room. And there was, yes, in London known as the pea super, when the the thick uh, sulphur type yellow smoke just, well, it was just dreadful. It killed people. There have been programmes, documentaries about that. It killed people. But yes, so we did have pollution. Funny you should mention that, Donald, because I was watching a thing on telly the other day. Some professor chap was on the news and they were talking about air quality and pollution. That's these days, not back then. And he said, you know, these air fresheners, you think, oh, it's a bit smelly in here. So you get the old air freshener. Oh, that's better. That smells nice. He said, you're actually spraying a pollutant around the room. Do you know, I've often wondered about fly killer spray. I don't use it because it stinks. I'd rather get the fly out of the window. But I have known people use it when I've been round their house. And honestly, it does stink. And I've often thought, you breathe that in. If it kills flies, what's it do to us? All right, it won't kill us, but what's it do to our lungs? And this chap was saying things like hairspray. And any spray, polish, you know, you polish your furniture with an aerosol. He said all of them are pollutants. So that's quite interesting. Anyway, Donald, back to you. Yeah, we didn't have all the car exhaust fumes back then, of course, because there just weren't the number of cars on the road that there are now. But the, the main thing was coal, the coal fire, the smoke and all the all the fumes and filth from that. And he's also added a, a PS at the end, were the beaches clean? Well, uh, are they clean now? I mean, I was talking earlier about sewerage being pumped into the, the sea around the coast here. Back then, I th- yes, there was sewerage pumped into the sea, but also tar. The ships out in the English Channel, they used to wash out their oil tanks with seawater. And of course, all the old oil would, it's illegal now. All the oil would drift around killing seabirds and sea life and stuff, end up on the beach it would solidify into tar. And uh, as a kid, you know, we'd go down, have a picnic on the beach. You've got to be careful where you sit because all over the stones, the sand, there's lumps of tar, you know, bitumen type stuff. It was dreadful as well as the sewerage. At least we don't have the tar now. We've only got raw sewerage now, Duncan. <laughs> right, what a subject. Let's move on quickly. I'm saying sewerage, aren't I? It's sewage. I'm lost now for work sewage. They were talking about that on telly, a couple of newsreaders the other day. One of them's Irish and the other one's English. And they were taking the mickey out of each other, you know, because one was saying uh, Nottingham, I think. Or was it Birmingham? And The other one was saying Birmingham or something. (laughs) It's quite funny. What's that? Nothing. Oh, hang on. It's the Met Office. Here we go. Yeah, London and the South East. Thunderstorms, torrential rain, all sorts of stuff going on. So the garden needs it. I keep saying that, don't I? Everyone now is saying, you know what us Brits are like, talk about the weather. Everyone you meet, you see a neighbour, oh, hello, how you doing? We need some rain. Isn't the garden dry? <laughs> I don't know why us not do that, us Brits. We've always talked about the weather. I think I told you before, my grandfather, well, when I used to be over at his place, I remember more than one occasion, he'd be talking to a neighbour and he'd say about the weather and he'd say, the glass is rising what he meant by that was that was the barometer. The pressure was rising, so you're getting higher pressure, so the weather's better. Of course, the lower pressure meant stormy weather. It would say on the barometer at front, it would say rain, all that sort of stuff down there, low pressure. Then the higher pressure would be dry and, and sunny weather. But I wonder what on earth he was talking about. The glass is rising. Perhaps he was raising his glass of beer. Cheers. He used to say cheerio. He, he used to think, I don't know, there's something wrong with him. He used to think he was something he wasn't. I think he thought he was a member of the aristocracy. He'd, uh, he wouldn't he he not didn't drink, but he'd have a, a soft drink and he'd say, instead of saying cheers like we do, he'd say, <laughs> cheerio. Cheerio, old boy, what? <laughs> I don't know. I never understood that. Where did cheers come from? Perhaps it was cheerio. Something else I'm not going to bother to look up. I've just been reading about these hosepipe bands. It's in my area as well. Uh, restrictions introduced after record demand, and listen to this, with huge fines for rule breakers. So if you're caught hosing your garden or washing your car with the hose or anything, huge fines. So that's not good, is it? I remember a time many years ago, the water company, they sent out a helicopter how they afford that, I don't know. And they were t- taking note of who had green lawns because most of the, the grass obviously was brown. And anyone with a nice, lush green lawn, they go around there and say, Oh, you're using your hose pipe because a couple of people were on telly. And they said, No, they did what I did. They run a, a pipe from the shower or from the bath. So you have a bath, then empty the bath onto the lawn so the grass is watered. But they even went that far though to send a helicopter up and taking photos of people's green lawns. And the thing is, you can't trust people. There's water shortage. Some people just say, oh, well, I'm I'm using water. I have paid my water bill, I shall use as much as I like, which is uh, not really fair on other people, is it? I certainly won't be using the hose. In fact, what I do whenever there's a hose pipe ban, I put it away, stick the hose pipe in the shed and forget it. You can use a watering can, You can fill up from the tap and use a watering can. That's all right. It's just the hose they don't like you to use because it does, well, it wastes a lot of water as well, doesn't it? It's now Saturday, 23 degrees C. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. Saturday lunchtime, no sun today. Very close, very strange. Calm before the storm, I would say. The seagulls have been going mental all night and they do that, especially when there's a storm due. They haven't stopped all day. They reckon storm, thunder, lightning, torrential rain from midday Sunday onwards. So I shall tell you all about <laughs> all about that on Wednesday. I know what I'll be saying on Wednesday. Nothing happened, no rain, no thunder, no lightning. Nothing happened at all on Sunday. <laughs> I might be proved wrong, we shall see. Just had an email from Gordon. Hello, Gordon. Clothes, he says, in the 50s. What did you wear as a child in the 50s? What were your normal School clothes, play clothes, posh clothes. What did you have? Gordon says he's 25, so obviously he doesn't remember. Well, school, Gordon, at primary school. It was short for the boys. It was shorts, grey shorts, grey long socks, almost up to your knee. Uh, black shoes, of course. Grey shirt we had. I remember that. Grey shirt, grey jumper, or rather drab, really. The jumper around the V-neck, it had, um, what was ours? I think it was red, red and black, I can't remember. I know it was red and something else. And a school cap, of course, that was a school uniform. The girls wore what we called in those days, frocks. They're dresses now, I think, aren't they? Basically, in the winter, they wore a a sort of thicker frock and in the summer, a thinner frock. <laughs> and white socks, of course. Mary Jane they called Mary Jane type shoes and they didn't have did they have caps no there was only the boys that had caps and we all had a satchel of course to carry our books and other bits of junk in going out clambering over the woods girls and boys both wore jeans old jumpers any old clothes because you're mucking around in the pond you're climbing trees as I say boys and girls getting absolutely filthy, covered in mud and and all sorts of things. So any old clothes, normally jeans. I don't think we wore, I don't remember anyone wearing shorts over to the woods because you are going to scuff your knee and get uh, stinging nettles and all that sort of thing. So no one wore shorts. On top, in the summer, on top, we had a kind of uh, T-shirt, an old jumper. And our shoes, well, they were called plimsolls. We didn't have trainers as such back then, Gordon. We had plimsolls and what were they called? Those boots, baseball boots. I remember a friend of mine had baseball boots. They were ankle high, covered your ankle. And they were sort of black canvas, black and white. And they were great. I never had a pair. And I remember thinking how cool they looked, these baseball boots. I was really envious of any of my mates that had those. Going out uh, posh, I don't think I went out (laughs) anywhere that was posh. I'm just trying to think. I think I had a, yes, I did have a long pair of trousers and a nice jacket. Oh, at school, yes, we also had a blazer. Uh, That was grey as well. Everything was grey. It was all so drab. At the girls' school, their colours were brown and yellow. So they had brown skirt. I believe it was a brown skirt, brown jumper. I think they had white, no, yellow shirt. That's right, yellow shirt. Their tie was yellow and brown, striped or whatever it was. Our tie was grey and red. And they looked quite smart. They looked good. Then, of course, the secondary school, when he got older, the big school, as we used to call it, that was, what do we wear there? Long trousers. That was all black. White shirt, black trousers, black cap, black blazer. Everything was black. But I must say, all the children looked pretty smart. Even the families, without a great deal of money, they could buy second-hand uniforms from the school. They used to do sort of a jumble sale and people would donate uniforms and stuff. So people that didn't have a great deal of money, their children still looked pretty smart in their uniforms. For PE at school or sports, we had black shorts, plimsolls again, I think sort of longish football type socks, a black T-shirt type top with a white collar. I hated all that, hated every moment of PE and sports. The girls at the primary school, that's the younger school, between kind of what, five and 11 years old, what they did for PE was tuck their frocks into their knickers, these thick navy blue knickers, and they tuck their frocks into, they look funny, all bulging out. (laughs) I don't suppose they do that these days, but that was funny, used to make us boys laugh. Oh, one more thing Gordon says about collecting things. As a a kid in the 50s, what did you collect? Yeah, I think I mentioned this before, Gordon. Uh, Marbles, cigarette cards, jacks. That's those little metal things you throw in the air and catch on the back of your hand. Used to collect things like that. I had loads of marbles, absolutely loads of marbles. Used to collect cigarette packets. You'd find them in the street or in the park, rummage through the litter bins. Pull out old cigarette packets, match boxes, match box labels, take those home and with a sharp knife, after you've cut your fingers several times, cut the front of the match box off, stick it into a, a scrapbook. Same with the cigarette packets, cut the, the front off so you've got uh, players or whatever, senior service, embassy, park drive, stick all those in your book. And if you had any doubled up, you'd take them to school and do swapsies. Has anyone got park drive, five park drive? Yeah, I've got one of those spare. What do you want? Oh, I need one of those. Yep, good, we'll swap that. A lot of the fun we had back then was simple. It didn't cost money. It was very, very simple. We could create our own fun. As I say, collecting stuff like that, sticking them in scrapbooks. Another thing that uh, quite a few of us boys used to do for fun was build our own bicycles. We'd go up the tip, up the local rubbish tip, find a decent bicycle frame, find a couple of wheels, any other bits and pieces. Oh, look, there's a saddle. I'll have that. We'd go up there with spanners and things. <laughs> I remember that. Of course, the people up at the tip, they didn't care. They didn't take any notice of us. We were rummaging all through the rubbish and clambering over a load of scrap metal. No health and safety. No one to say, oh, are you lot, clear off. They didn't care. And we'd go lugging bicycle frames home and handlebars. I remember lugging a bike frame home and two wheels as well. I only just managed it. And then put it all together, you know, do it all up and build yourself a bicycle. Fantastic fun. That's what fun was all about then. Whereas these days, I don't know, fun seems to be, you've all got to go to Thorpe Park or Chessington World, what is it, a World of Adventure or something, and spend a fortune. I mean, these places cost a fortune to get in. Then you've got food, and oh, it just goes on and on. Can I have an ice cream? Yes, Uh, what do you want? Two ice creams, right, £10, please. What? Well, there are five for each. No, I made that up. I mean, I've no idea what ice creams cost. I don't buy them. Everything's so expensive now. I mean, I I know, obviously, wages, salaries have increased as well, but what what are the cigarettes now? £10 a packet? £10 for 20? (laughs) Stone the crows. I'm glad I packed up smoking. When was that? That's 15 years ago now. I stopped smoking long time ago. I must have saved thousands by now. Anyway, that's enough. Where are we? 50 minutes, that'll do. I expect you've had enough of me rambling on. I shall see you on Wednesday and I'll let you know whether we had that massive thunderstorm on Sunday and the torrential rain and whatever else they're going to throw at us. I bet the sun comes out. (laughs) Ray's Rants at ProtonMail.com email me and I will do my best to answer and maybe even mention you on next week's podcast. Take care, look after yourselves and I shall see you on Wednesday. Bye bye for now.